0: Welcome to Clarity in Real Time, where we explore how to access, sustain, and leverage inner clarity to build and scale businesses truly aligned with our values and goals. I'm your host, Dana Ellen Arker. So I'm here today with Flo Turia, founder of Global Island Girl, where she helps upgrade world travel by focusing on things that truly matter as an entrepreneur, speaker, and explorer. And i got to say, I'm feeling a little awkward about this one because I feel like we have so much ground to cover, Flo. Yes. Uh, but where I want to start is this seems like such a clear mission that you have. How did you mm-hmm. get to this?
1: hmm Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my purpose, it does sound very clear and it's funny to me because that was not the case maybe like a year ago. But really what I think has helped me is that I've been trying things a lot for the past, I would say three years where I've really started to be interested in entrepreneurship. And I kept exploring different subjects, different things that I was passionate about, and things that kept coming back were my love for islands, my love for travel, and then also my desire to make this world a better place. Right? Sounds cliche, but it's really like what I feel in my heart. And I kept trying things right. And like failing miserably (laughs) at certain things as well. And then also looking for environments that would allow me to, to try and explore and refine this vision that I had, because it's something that I've been feeling in my heart for a long time. Like this impact that I feel that I'm destined to have, but I had no idea how to put it into words. Right. So like translating feelings and sensations into words sometimes can be really difficult so I think what helped me was really to put myself in a place to keep exploring keep digging keep refining and being okay with not having it perfect either because the way you stated it right now it's like one sentence that finally started ringing true for me after we came together at the event in Bali last year but then, like, right now, it's, like, already evolving again. It's still keeping its core, but really, like, the words, as I evolve, the words are also going to be evolving, but the core mission that I'm feeling in my heart remains the same, right?
0: Yeah, so it seems like there is a lot of chaos and a lot of desire yes. and a lot of emotions. Yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of come together through a lot more of it, sounds like personal exploration in different directions. Yeah. I, I imagine some reflection through feedback mm-hmm. from others. We, we touched on that before. Absolutely. External feedback. Do you want to say more about that?
1: Yeah, I think it's something that I've learned to do really well. To give you a bit of background, I used to be a basketball player. So as a player, you have a lot of external feedback coming from your coach telling you what you need to be refining and everything. But then it's on you to make the decision if you're going to listen to them or not. But usually they're the experts and they know what they're talking about. Now, I've taken that approach also in life where I really seek external feedback from people that I think of as experts or people that can provide me with a perspective that's different from my own and when I do that I ask for feedback but I'm not asking them to tell me what to do I'm just asking them what they think and then I do this process of like what this person is telling me like does it resonate does it feel right for me and if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, great, it's guiding me. But like either way, listening to that external feedback allows me to see things that I'm not able to see on my own sometimes.
0: Oh, so it's almost like doubling down in some ways because you're getting this extra set of eyes on what you're doing, but you're not giving away your power and telling them to solve your problems for you.
1: Exactly. That's something that I'm really clear about. Like when I, when I it's funny because I don't really ask for advice from people. I, I ask to like... For them to share their thoughts because I know that at the end of the day if the advice that they give me doesn't sound true like I'm just not going to go with it because I'm very opinionated so like it's not at all giving away my power it's just like okay like what are others seeing that I'm not seeing and how can I use that information to better guide my decisions
0: Mm, I feel like that's a nugget I'm gonna take home for myself I like the Mm -hmm. differentiation the discernment between asking for advice and just getting their thoughts and those little mm-hmm. pieces of feedback, little reflections. I love that. Yeah. Hearing that little mm-hmm. clarity, little clarity nugget for us all. Yes. So, so tell me more about Global Island Girl, like why islands?
1: Yeah, well, islands are just because that's where I'm from. I'm from a beautiful island in the Caribbean called Martinique. It's a French overseas territory. And I grew up in the islands. And then at the young age of 14, I left to go move to Los Angeles in the United States by myself. I was living in host families and I really missed the island life. And then I found myself at the opposite of an island. I was in upstate New York, so not even the beach anymore, like (laughs) unlike Los Angeles. And then it was really cold and I didn't like it, even though I was grateful for the education that I was getting. And so after graduation, I had the opportunity to get a scholarship that would allow me to do anything that I want, like a project, a year-long project to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I was like, I want to go explore islands. Like I, I miss the islands, but not only, I don't want to go back to my island, but I want to see how other islanders are coping with this really special identity that we have. So then I went to explore for an entire year. I went to 12 different islands in three oceans. It was like the craziest adventure of my life. And it was really cool because it was a solo trip. So I got to do all the introspection that I wanted to amazing people. And like, that's really when this idea of like the global island girl came to me because I was sharing content throughout the year about my adventures and everybody kept talking about like, oh, Flo, like the island girl, the island girl. But then I was like, no, like something is missing in that name. I'm not just the island girl. Like I'm like the global island girl, you know, like really this global dimension because I was really privileged to be able to see like three different oceans, like so many different cultures across the world. I think that's a really, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that has done that yet. And so it's really this global component, my love for the world and its wide diversity that really inspired the name behind my business. And then also like at the core of the mission is also about like the travel experience, human connection, and then also working towards the betterment of our world and especially small island nations.
0: So Oh my goodness. What a what an adventure, eh? And how old were you when you embarked on this?
1: I started, I was, how old am I right now? I'm 24. It was two years ago. Okay, I was 22 when I started. Oh my goodness.
0: That seems like a really brave move. And it's interesting to me that it wasn't just about going and seeing these beautiful places. It seems to me like it was really about getting to know the humans there and what was going on.
1: Absolutely. That's something that I'm really passionate about too, is like, When we talk about the island life, we often talk about the beautiful places like coconut water and beautiful crystal clear water, which is cool. It's part of the experience, but I think one part of my frustration and also my desire to create change based on that frustration is that I want people to also connect to the realness of the islands, which to me is often found In it's people, the culture that they created, the human relations, just like all of these different aspects that are not really talked about in the mainstream, especially if you're going for like more generic experiences, like all inclusive hotels and all that, which I have nothing against. But I just think they're missing some parts of the gems that you can find in the islands.
0: And is this what you're now doing? Like, is this what you're bringing? Tell me more about your business. How are you helping these islands now that you've fallen in love with them all over again?
1: Yeah. So basically now I get to support businesses in the islands or islanders who have businesses. So really I'm focusing on uplifting the businesses that have really high potential, but are not reaching their maximum capacity yet. So I'm working a lot with boutique hotels that are like a little bit behind when it comes to digital marketing. I started working with some personal brands of Islanders that have a really high potential as well. And I'm just basically using all my skills that I've gained in marketing to help them scale up their business and reach more people. And as a result, they're getting more revenue and more impact. But really we're talking about like helping them reach a high level in their brand.
0: I'm curious, like you said something about how like, you weren't really an entrepreneur to begin with. And yet now you are literally immersed in not only entrepreneurism for yourself, but you're choosing clients that are also entrepreneurs in ways, as well as some, it sounds like, brick and mortar business with the uh, boutique hotels. Yes. What happened?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tried. That's what happened. So here's a bit of background. I was really passionate about international development. Like I wanted to work in this industry. Everything that's around like, you know, the, like the UN Sustainable Development Goals and all of this stuff to help developing countries uh, reach their maximum potential faster, right? But then I started in college. I started getting experiences very early on in this field. Like when I was a, in my second year of college, I went to do a semester long in Washington, D.C., working with a consulting firm in international development. And I was really disappointed with the industry and I realized that this is not at all the kind of impact that I'm looking to have because I feel like the people that they were helping were not put at their forefront it was more about like the industry itself so then I was looking for other solutions and then at my school there was this uh, program on social entrepreneurship and it sounded very cool. I was like, "Oh, like that could be interesting. Like, what does that mean?" And so I started taking programs there, learning about it, and like entrepreneurship itself. And I was like, "Wow, like that's what I want to do. Like, I want to take this problem or these problems because I tend to put it all on my plate, and I want to find a solution and create the solution myself. I don't want to wait on governments to create the solution. I don't want to wait on anyone. I want to create it myself and with other people." And have an impact right away. And that's really what I saw in entrepreneurship. And so I started like trying things like I told you before, like I just started trying things so many projects that failed miserably, like, I wanted to do like a an event and bring a bunch of entrepreneurs together from the Caribbean, I wanted to do like a mentorship program, I have like so many different ideas which I still hold on to. I don't think they've completely failed. It's just like not right now. And so I started trying things. And then I realized later on through trying all these things, I had acquired a certain amount of marketing skills that I could refine and improve on. And so I started training myself basically and then started pitching businesses and be like, hey, I can help with your social media. Like, do you want to work with me? And then some of them said yes, and I tried. And then I kept getting more and more clients. That was also through my travel around the world. And now I like created like a full on agency, have people working with me. And it's just like, (laughs) it's a really fun experience because it's not at all what I was trying to do, but by trying things, things just kind of came on. And like, I was, when we talk about feedback, right? I was listening to the external feedback that I was getting, like when I heard people telling me like they would be willing to pay me to do their social media. I was really confused. I was like, wait, I can get paid for that? It's so easy. Like, why, why am I getting paid for this? But then I, I took that back and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to do this. It's fun. I enjoy it. And I get to help you uh, reach your goals. So it's really exciting. Yeah. It's
0: interesting listening to this because to me, it seems like for you, all of this might tie back to like, you really like to be of service and you like, yes. to, make, you like to make a positive impact.
1: Hmm. Yes, that's so true. And for me, like when I'm helping small businesses, for example, in the islands, I'm not just helping them, I'm helping an entire economy because most of the islands that you see around the world, their economic makeup is with small businesses. And if these businesses are not thriving, then everybody's losing their job and no one is really benefiting from the impact of tourism, for example. So when I'm supporting a boutique hotel, in uh, the grenadine islands like it's not just the boutique hotel owner i'm supporting their staff of 12 people and that means they can get uniforms for their kids and that means that the kids can get a good education and that kid might be the next i don't know bob marley or someone that will make a huge impact on the world so it's really like realizing that the impact that I'm having is not just on like, okay, I'm marketing a business, that's cool, but it's like really about supporting the entire economy.
0: Yeah, and to me, it seems like a really boots on the ground, like knowledge feet in the sand, I guess, in in this instance, right, of experience. Like, you know what that feels like having come from Martinique. Yes. What that NCAT can be if it's, you know, a business that is, you know, local economy focused, And I would guess that you're also picking businesses that are paying a bit attention to the environmental issues on islands as
1: well. Can you say more about that? For me, it's not even like an option anymore. If I see a business that has absolutely like no desire to make even like the smallest changes in its hotel or it's like its services towards the environment, it makes no sense for me to help them just because like as islands, we're the number one, victims of climate change like we're the first ones to get all the bad hits like you can see like the hurricane season a couple of it was last no two years ago how bad it was in the caribbean like we're the first one to fall prey to climate change so to me it's not even like a question like i only work with businesses that have this this conscience or are open to it because i know everybody's starting from a different starting point but it's really important for me to prioritize people that are making moves in order to improve the environmental situations.
0: It really seems to me that you are doing such a value first business. All right, this is the idea that I'm getting about you and I want to check it out and see if I'm just making up my own little story here. But it it seems like the business has almost come about on its own as you followed your values of wanting to be of service and environmentalism and interest in small islands. Does that fit?
1: Yeah, it does. It does. Like I say that the three core values in my business are people, planet and pleasure, because like these are the three things that I really care about. Like when I'm I'm experiencing travel and life in general on my own it's just like I want to be able to connect to people and I want people to thrive and really like experience life to the fullest and enjoy it. And you can't do that if you're like in an economy that's completely falling out if your boss is not happy because the business is not working, like so many things can go wrong if people are not happy. And then with the planet is just like, it's my everything. Like if you saw my view from my room right now, I live in the forest in Martinique and there is like this beautiful mountain in front of me. And I, nature is such a intrinsic part of my life, especially like going around the world and seeing the terrible impact of climate change on different islands across three oceans, that hit me really hard. Like when I would go in the water and see like plastic in the Indian Ocean, it, was just, it would just kill my heart. Like it was so sad. And then the last part is really about pleasure. It's like, we, we want to enjoy this life, especially when I work in the travel industry, especially, it's so important to enjoy the island. Like they are places of joy and pleasure and excitement But I also want to make sure that this pleasure does not come at the expense of the people or the planet, right?
0: I love the balance. And I love that you brought in pleasure. To me, I think that was something that I missed in entrepreneurism early on. I was very much work harder, go bigger, go badder, you know, all of that, you know, sacrificing my health is actually one of the biggest lessons I've had is not to do that. And Mm -hmm. getting into the pleasure of the moment, enjoying that sunshine, enjoying that walk has been such a... A guiding light for my own clarity. And it, it seems like you have a flavor of that as well. And, and also that your values truly are your inner clarity guidance, it seems. Yes.
1: Yes, they are. They are. I mean, as soon as I start getting involved in something that is not in alignment with my values, it starts to like feel weird in my body and like in just like the... The feel of everything. So that's why I think I don't find myself often in situations that are not, like, I tend to attract the things that are really aligned with those values.
0: And you actually feel like you feel a resonance in your body when it's in alignment, and you feel kind of off, like, when you're not in alignment?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll resist it, I'll procrastinate on it, I won't do as well. Cause I'm someone that like, I really value doing things really well. Like I, I let go of perfectionism, but I want to do things really well. But when I start seeing that my performance on something is really poor without really like a clear reason, then I'm like, okay, like this is not right. Like I had that recently with a client I was like, okay, I need to adjust things because this is not the type of work that I usually give. So something is off.
0: <laughs> so it's like you use it as a little yellow flag. Like, Hey, I'm procrastinating a lot maybe something needs to be adjusted and it doesn't seem like you just default to oh this is wrong you actually get curious about it and start looking at it
1: yes exactly exactly cuz sometimes it's not even like in that case it wasn't even like okay i need to stop working with this client it was just like okay i need to adjust things there are some things that i'm doing for them that i don't want to do so let me just express that and let's find a, a middle ground that feels good for both of us
0: Yeah, and I bet the outcome is you actually produce a better quality product overall. Yes. Yeah, they get a better service. So I'm at a choice point here. We're kind of at the tipping point for time, and I really want to hear some travel tips. Like, like it's so hard for me. Like, I spent most of, you know, like the last nine months traveling anywhere from Bali to the Bahamas and just around Mm -hmm. the U.S., and it was so difficult to stay Mm -hmm. consistent in production.
1: How on earth do you do that? So for me, I can think of two things. One, I take the time to settle. So I do usually like slow travel. I don't like to do like a two-week vacation or even a one-week vacation. Like that's too short for me. So when I, for example, I'm supposed to take a vacation right now sometime in August and I still haven't decided anything because I just, I already feel the frustration if I, choose to stay for a really short amount of time because I won't have enough time to settle in the location so something that I really prioritize during my travels is take at least when I was traveling for three months in different places I would take sometimes a month to really settle in which is crazy to think about but it's really that's how long it took for me to really feel like I was at home that I was understanding my environment, that I was adapting to my environment. Because if I tried to do it any earlier, which I did for my first destinations on my world trip, it was just terrible because I would burn myself out. I would become sick. Like all these signs would tell me like something is wrong and you're taking it too hard and too fast. So really it's about settling in. And I know some people don't have the option of traveling for longer periods of time, But really allowing yourself for, like, if you're taking, like, a two-week vacation, take two days doing nothing. Like, (laughs) as simple as that. Like, take two days, your first two days, do nothing. Just really take the time, maybe, like, go on a walk, like, once a day to really, like, look at your environment, learn a couple of interesting words. Like, get a feel for the place so that your body and, like, your overall, like, being can really settle into the frequency of the place. I I think that's a little bit woo-woo, but... Every place that you're going to travel to has a different energy to it. And if you try to like bypass that and just act as if you're still back home, it won't work because your body will just feel like so out of place and not in tune with the environment. So really the number one tip is to slow down. And then the second tip would be to make yourself at home. So I did that often by creating like a space of my own, by getting an apartment in the place. Like Airbnbs are a great way to do that because you can like get an apartment or a room, even a room is fine. But like making the space your own, which sometimes I do that by using essential oils in the space. So then it brings a familiar scent that I like, having a picture frames of your family or something like that, like different objects that really can allow you to ground yourself and feel like the space is your own. is something that has really helped me a lot.
0: Mm, I love those two tips, taking time to settle into the energy of a place. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I definitely am on the woo side of things. No apologies there. <laughs> um, there's a vibe to different places, an up energy or a down or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then I love the essential oil because it would be easy to travel with something like that. And maybe yes. a couple, you know, printed images. Mm mm-hmm,
1: Exactly. And sometimes I would have like a mat that I would travel with that my adopted grandmas made for me in New Caledonia. And I would just have a mat where I could meditate on it. So that would be really nice because I can just put it on the floor, really connect to the floor and then have like an object that I felt familiar and really grounding.
0: Mm, like having your pillow with you yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly. i take my i'll take my pillow occasionally <laughs> mm-hmm. well thinking back over this podcast if there was one thing you'd want a listener to take home from our conversation that would help them find greater clarity as they look for their purpose or maybe they've already found their purpose and mission and they're they're scaling and growing it what would you want them to take away or think on
1: mm-hmm I think one thing would be patience, like things might sound really clear for me right now, but it wasn't always like that. And sometimes it's not like that at all. Like it just, it demands that you be patient and that you adjust with the ebbs and flows of life, right? And then another thing would be taking a step back and really creating time and space to assess what's happening. Because I think when we are trying to always be in go mode, like go, 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 we don't have enough time and energy and space to even like try to find clarity, right? Because you don't have the opportunity to really check in with yourself and then check with your environment on the outside of what is going on. And for me, that's really where clarity comes from is like first looking at what's inside, like what's happening inside, but then also looking for feedback from the outside can help tremendously because then when you can align what's happening outside, what's happening inside, that's when you hit the perfect spot and you can define your way in so much more with so much more ease. Mm, I
0: love all of that. Patience especially has been a recent lesson for me. Thank you for bringing yeah. it up. And, and thank you for being honest. Like I think I see a lot in entrepreneurship, there's sort of this uh, bravado uh, you know what is it fake it till you make it or something like
1: that yeah Thank you
0: for being revealed that it, it wasn't always easy and that it took time
1: yeah no it's still not easy <laughs> it's still not easy but I'm enjoying the process really I think once you start like enjoying it and like taking pleasure from your like trials and errors that's when you can start really enjoying this entrepreneurship life like when you you get used to to hearing no, like when people are telling you no or like reject your offers or like things like that, and you start like having fun with it, like it becomes so much easier to handle that if you like make a big deal out of every failure, every rejection that you get, it's just it's not worth it. And there's so many opportunities to like make it, you know, like <laughs> there's no way to fail at it if you keep trying. <laughs>
0: i think that's the perfect note to stop on for the day and for this episode and Flo, thank you so much global island girl for being here and thank you your experience with us oh my goodness so check out the show notes if you want to see more on how to connect with flow and real island girl life and if you're curious to see more uh, clarity in your own life and what that can achieve for you check out danella.com and uh, i've got a new online course up for you guys All right. Thanks so much, Flo.
1: Yay! (laughs) So good!
0: Thank you for being with us today. I'm Danella Narker, and it is my belief that people leading lives and businesses clearly aligned with their values and goals is a level up for all of us. Learn more about how to apply clarity practices in your life at danella.com. This has been Clarity in Real Time. See you next episode.